Welcome to the SauceCast. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are continuing the conversation with my wife, Adriana, and Brenda Lee Smith. Uh, If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I recommend you go back and listen to that. Uh, For the rest of you, let's jump right in. What, what are some unhealthy patterns that you feel stop someone or discourages someone from, you know, activating their faith, like we're saying, or, or, or activating what they really believe to be true? Um, <clears throat> I think it's a couple of things. I think sometimes people think uh, our, God's faithfulness is associated with uh, God's faithful when Hmm. Or God is faithful if. Sometimes we can look at someone else's life and compare. Comparison could be a sneer. That uh, Comparison can weigh us down. Comparison can be a block of understanding God's word and what it means. So, uh, you know, you, you're getting a new car. You got a new job. Um, all of these things seem to be happening for you, and it's not happening to me. Uh, so why is God being faithful to you, but he's not faithful to me? So good. And I think we have to, again, God is faithful. What is he faithful to? Go back to his promise. He's faithful to love me, forgive me, deliver me, free me. He is faithful to give me a voice. He is faithful to make a way. And immediately I could say, yeah, but God, you know, she has that and that. And I don't. I have a decision to make in that moment. What will I believe Will I believe that her life is more blessed? So what I've done in situations like that, because I did do that, I did compare, and I did feel less than, and I did uh, accept the fact that God was being more faithful to that person because they were better than me. Well, my goodness, that means we are putting God in a box because we're defining how good you are. And that so will good. depend on how much faith you can, you will, that will be deposited on your life. And it's not deposited on mine because you're really good. And apparently I'm not. So <laughs> you're getting all the blessings <laughs> and I'm not getting any. <laughs> As if God's blessings like run out, right? <laughs> right. And it's like, me, they're getting all of that and I'm not yeah. getting anything. But I think that's a realistic place to be. Yeah. We do think like that. And so I was having those patterns of thought and, um, I needed to change it. And I changed those patterns by doing two things. I needed to be thankful that that person was being blessed. And so I started to pray for them. I thought, wow, God, that's awesome. So I prayed, oh, that's so great, Lord, that they have that, that they were able to uh, receive that job or that car or that relationship. They're getting married. That's awesome. And so I would thank God for all these things in their life because I know that God doesn't just do one thing at a time. He does many things at the time. And if it seems like their life, uh, things were, uh, they were blessed in certain areas, that blessing is for all of us. It's not just for one person. It's for all people. And so I had to um, enlarge my thought process. It's not just for one. It's for all. He came to serve. He came to save all of mankind not just one, one as individuals, but all. And so I I expanded my thought process. I immediately, if I find myself comparing or thinking, 
less, I'm less than this, I, I immediately stop thanking God. That's good. And that takes me out of that uh, comparison talk. And why not me? And um, sometimes our life might not change immediately. But, but at this stage of my life, what's more important to change is my inside, what I think, how I respond, because that immediately will uh, drive how I feel and what decisions I will make. So I'm not concerned about everything on the outside. I'm more concerned about how am I living with me on the inside? Yeah, no, that's so, so good. Absolutely. I think, you know, kind of going off of that, like another huge kind of wall, right, from from activating your faith is is isolation. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like we mm. we thrive is in health. And let me say this to healthy community, because sometimes we can be plugged in with people who aren't healthy for Excellent us. point. <laughs> but assuming that, again, you're in you're you are part of a healthy community like, you know, I, I always think of how the word talks or references believers as sheep. Right. And mm. God's or Jesus is the shepherd. And, you know, if you look at the way that sheep, you know, operate like The flock is together as they follow the shepherd. And I think that one of the, you know, biggest tactics to kind of uh, that the enemy uses to pick off, you know, a person is is isolation, because he knows if he can disconnect you from that flock, it's going to be a lot harder for you to hear uh, or, or to discern, right, the voice of the, of, of the shepherd. And so um, that's good. You know, I think just again, like paying attention to those cues, like if you start to feel yourself like disconnecting intentionally, like asking those those inner questions, like why? Why do I feel like I can't be myself? Why do I feel like I can't be open with the people that I do life with? Um, and And again, I think they kind of go hand in hand. A lot of times you'll find that it's because you have that inner talk of comparison or because you feel that you're less than that you can no longer be yourself, right? Or be right. open mm-hmm. within that group of people. So it's easier to go and just kind of try to figure it out on your own or to take control and and, and to be isolated. Um, so, you know, I would say to someone who's in that position, like plug in anyway, you know, like I think sometimes we forget just being around other people um, even if you might not be a hundred percent ready to open up completely, like it's it still counts and it still matters and God still uses it. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And I think what sometimes can kick off to the isolation is that is the negative talk like that. Oh, that always happens to me. Mm-hmm. I never. I always. Or someone else is saying that to you, you always, you never. And those become, uh, I think those almost become anchors of heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it can it can lead to feeling overwhelmed and, well, it doesn't matter anyway. And I may as well make that decision um, because it seems like it's the right decision, but it could be a wrong decision. Or uh, it isolates, like you said. I think that's that can be a trigger to moving us away from friendships. Yeah. And um, and I think I've heard people, different age groups talk about, but you don't understand. This always happens to me. Yeah. And um, I, I might not understand, right? But I know someone who does. Mm-hmm. And if we could take a few minutes, I'd like to introduce you to the king of the universe. Because 
with everything that we go through, imagine, think about it. We get to be friends with God. Mm -hmm. So how could we fail? And even if I do fail, God's in it with me. And somehow he makes it right. So I think sometimes we, we need to be sensitive and compassionate to people's life stories and circumstances. Um, I remember I was uh, working as an advocate for victims of crime. And I was at a hospital because a woman was homeless. And unfortunately, she was a victim of a horrific crime. So she was homeless, a victim of a crime, and had no place to go. And I thought to myself, I wasn't sure what to say to her. Because I, could, I couldn't say to her, hey, you just need to have faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of <laughs> because course. Because what? What? It wasn't, wouldn't that be appropriate to say that sentence to her? And um, she was discharged, and we sat outside the hospital. And while she was talking about her story, which was absolutely filled with brokenness, um, I was praying to myself, thinking, I'm not sure what I could say. And... Um, uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit. Now, there's where that relationship with God comes in. Because if I didn't have a relationship with God, I'm not sure if I would have said this, but I felt God um, leaning me to say how strong she was. Hmm. And she said, I'm not strong. And I said, no, I think you are. I said, look where you are. You're at a hospital. You came here for help. That's really strong you realized that you needed help and not everyone does. So we had something to go from. Now we were able to talk. And um, it took a couple of hours and we were able to find housing for her. And, um, but that story of tremendous isolation, brokenness, crime, we have to be present and, and show and wear compassion by listening and having a relationship with God, I think that's what will make the difference in our communities um, when someone is at such a depth of loss and brokenness. I personally am not sure what would be that magical sentence that would heal them, but perhaps I can introduce them to yeah. the healer and he can begin that process. But I think as a community of believers, we also can be Jesus with skin on and coordinate our services, coordinate uh, food, food pantry initiatives, uh, helping people financially, helping to uh, create initiatives that would offer a life change to individuals who have been victims of so much brokenness. So I think, Adriana, it's even a next level of our faith. Um, because I can keep it just on me and my work and my walk and in my lane. But if I'm really going to make a difference in the world around me, then I think I will have to do more than just talk about it. I'll have to create a bigger do. Yeah. No, that, help that's so, so, people. so, so good. I think, you know, sometimes we, we, we forget, like the Bible tells us, like it is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. And I think that so much of faith, it comes out of the action 
that comes out of our faith, if that makes sense. That's perfect. You know, yes. and, and so 100 percent, I think that, you know, even practically speaking, something that um, that helps build our faith muscle. Right. Is is being intentional about the, you know, other people is putting other people first. And I think, you know, we end up realizing as we as we reach out to others and we bless others, how how vast God really is. Because right. then our 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 focus isn't just on, oh, like me and like whoa me, like whoa my problem. Like again, no one understands me, all of this. Like you end up realizing there's a whole world out there of of people who who are honestly in the same place that you are wrestling with this reality and this truth of what faith is and who God is. And so by, by us being able to, to, to reach out and to bless others, um, it like that automatically, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. changes our, our relationship with God, right? Because the, the, the Bible says like God is love. And so by us activating actions of love, like we, we are actually experiencing Jesus himself. Agree. And you know, when you asked me earlier about how to get out of that place, um, and I said, it will, I had that comparison type talk, mm-hmm. and I felt like I needed to thank God. There was a second thing I also added to that, and that was serving. Mm-hmm. I, I started to give more, more of my time, uh, more financially. Um, and all of a sudden, it wasn't about me and the lane that I was in, the lane of comparison, the lane of isolation, the lane of insecurity. It now became bigger than me. So it's almost like myself kind of moved out of the way so I could make a way for God to do things through me. I was still uh, working on healing. You know, I was still being healed. I was being set free. I think that will continue till the day he calls us home. Um, But a decision for me had to be made to either continue to compare or to step back and thank God for the blessings around me because I knew they were coming to me. And I think also we define... I think it's how we define blessings, too, because if I think about who God is and what he's done for me, well, that's the greatest blessing of all. But I had to shift, had to make a decision to think that way and then cooperate with that type of thinking, thanking God and then serving, too. I'd say those two simultaneously is what took me out of that self, all about me, comparison. And when I did that, I was more sensitive to... Uh, compassion. Maybe I would have talked to that woman differently if I hadn't had that shift in understanding because I had to value her. I had to listen to her. I felt that her whole life, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. It seemed impossible. Somehow I had to find God in this story to give her hope. And I think, um, I think, you know, staying with her, finding housing, uh, and some other opportunities, uh, she was able to begin a process of healing. So I do think it's more than just us uh, finding out what where we need to grow or change. I think it also is when we do that, we're able to give more, be available for God to use us in greater ways. Yeah, so, so good. So good. Um, if you had to say one thing to everyone out there who's listening, just to encourage them in their faith, what would you say? Um, Well, one thing, that's hard for (laughs) an Italian girl. Um, I would say that nothing, 
will ever separate you from the love of God. Nothing, no situation, no thought process, no brokenness, no person, no lack, no uncertainty, no crisis, no diagnosis will ever separate you from the love of God. I pray that this is the day that you say, Lord, I want more of you in every area of my life. Amen. That's what I would say. <laughs> so good. Absolutely. And I would just piggyback that. God loves you and meets you right where you are. Amen. Agree. Right where you are, no matter what that looks like. Um, he loves you for you. Not anything Agree. you could do or, or say or earn. or You know, his grace is always sufficient for all of our needs. Um, but we're so thankful that you joined us uh, for the last two episodes. And um, yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed the sauce cast. Share it. Um, and we love you. Love being here. 